0: You have exalted your only Son, Jesus Christ, with great triumph to your kingdom in heaven. Do not leave us comfortless, but send us your Holy Spirit to strengthen us and exalt us to that place where our Savior Christ has gone before, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. Amen. You may be
1: A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. In those days, Peter stood up among the believers. Together, the crowd numbered about 120 persons and said, friends, the scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit through David foretold concerning Judas, who became a guide for those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us, and was allotted his share in this ministry. So one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken from us, one of these must become a witness with us to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph, called Barzabas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed and said, Lord, you know everyone's heart. Show us which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go his own place. And they cast lots for them, and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was added to the eleven apostles. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
0: they are they who have not walked in the counsel of the wicked nor lingered in the way of sinners nor sat in the seats of
2: the scornful they are like trees
3: planted by streams of water bearing fruit in due season with leaves that do not wither everything they do shall prosper it is not
0: Therefore the wicked shall not stand upright when judgment comes, nor the sinner in the counsel of the righteous.
1: the first epistle of John. If we receive human testimony, the testimony of God is greater, for this is the testimony of God that he has testified to his Son. Those who believe in the Son of God have the testimony in their hearts. Those who do not believe in God have made him a liar by not believing in the testimony that God has given To his Son. And this is the testimony God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life, whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. The Word of the Lord. Thank you.
2: so that they also may be sanctified into the gospel of the Lord.
0: May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. The church had not yet even begun. There was no such thing as a church yet. But Jesus was worried about it anyway. He knew that his death was imminent. And he knew that his disciples were going to have to become the church. And they weren't ready. They would need wisdom and strength and vision to continue the work that he had begun. And they didn't have it. And so just before Jesus was arrested in this gospel story, just before he was arrested, he prayed for his disciples. The world has hated them because they do not belong to this world, he said. It's an odd prayer. It's a prayer that Jesus prayed for all of us, too, for us, modern-day disciples, who are the church today. The world has hated us because we do not belong to this world, he said. And we don't really know what Jesus means, or we don't want to know what he means, because we see ourselves as belonging firmly to this world. And we hope that Jesus was talking about those other people you know people who don't care about worldly things. Maybe people like the Amish who don't zip zippers and and they don't drive cars. Or maybe people like monks and nuns who live in monasteries and convents set apart from the world. We certainly don't want to be hated as some kind of strange separatist. But that is precisely Jesus' plan. Jesus wants us to live with standards that are not worldly standards. He wants us to live with standards that are above the world's values. Jesus knows, and and we know, that the world does hate those who threaten to undo the worldly systems of greed and control of abuse and neglect and Jesus calls us to do just that and he knows that we will get hated for it. We Christians are supposed to speak up when we see injustice, when we hear racist language. We Christians are supposed to be 100% honest in all things. And that includes putting your income down on the tax return. (laughs) We Christians are supposed to keep every one of our promises and be 100% faithful to our marriage vows, to our promises to family and friends. Everybody's doing it, we hear, but Christians are not supposed to be everybody. The mothers that we honor today know all about being in the world, but not of it. No mother has ever gotten through a child's adolescence without hearing, but mom, everybody's going, and having to say those hard words, everybody, honey, does not include you. You may not go out of the house dressed that way. It's just immodest. You may not sleep over if it means that you're going to miss church. No, you may not go to that R-rated movie. Parents who know that the world's ways are not God's ways love their kids enough to say, No, you may be in the world, but you're a Christian. You're not of it. People who do not belong to this world can be people of hope because we know that we've got more than the world's strength to rely on. We have God's strength too. You people of St. John's who don't agree with that bumper sticker that says the guy with the most toys wins, you have done just that. You haven't given up and submitted to the inevitability of urban decay because, I mean, what can we do about it? You've put your trust in God, and with God's help, you have worked together for truth and for justice. You've gone to Grace Academy, and you've worked with the girls of Hartford. You've gone to refurbish Habitat for Humanity houses. You've tutored our refugee kids, and driven them to their sports events, because you trust that you can share who you are and what you have, because God always gives us more than we need. Jesus' prayer continues. I have guarded them, and not one of them was lost, except the one who was destined to be lost. So that the scripture might be fulfilled. It's Judas he's talking about. Judas who was destined to be lost when he betrayed Jesus with a kiss. So, if God planned the world so that Judas betrays Jesus, if Judas' Judas's betrayal was set up by God, well, did Judas really have any responsibility for it? Maybe it wasn't the devil, but maybe it was God who made him do it. So was Judas at fault? Well, Christians don't believe in that kind of determinism because we believe that we are created in the image of God with free will, with the will, the ability to choose good or to choose evil. We aren't puppets, but God knows what our choice will be, and still gives us the freedom to make that choice. We can be conformed to the world's standards, or we can live in tension with them. You know, sometimes you just have to speak your mind to a friend when that friend is veering off the path of righteousness. Sometimes you just have to speak your mind when you see the results of gun violence that never ever seems to end. Sometimes you have to do something when you see politicians working harder for the rich than for the poor. Jesus' prayer asks that we may be one as he and the Father are one, because we need each other. How would the Habitat for Humanity project work if it weren't for the community? Could you restore a house alone? Well, I couldn't, but, but when painters and plumbers and carpenters and young people and people who bring donuts and people of goodwill all get together and do their part, it doesn't take very long. Could you plant and weed our community garden all by yourself? Probably not. But when a few of us get together because we believe that we should use our resources to feed the hungry, then that parish garden is going to yield bountiful fruit. Sanctify them in the truth, Jesus prays. He prays, that the church be holy and be distinctive, that we Christians will be recognizable as Christians, as people who are apart from the world. He prays that people might know we are Christians (laughs) by our love and that our lives will be bright enough to shine in the world's darkness, And isn't that what's happening here this morning? The presence of each one of you here says that you have found something more important than reading the Sunday paper. It says that if we're going to be Christians, we are going to gather together week after week. And we're going to do Christian things. We're going to sing Christian hymns. We're going to socialize at a Christian coffee hour. Because being in the world, but not of it, is hard work. And we need each other for support along the way. Now this is not a stewardship sermon. Those come in November. But I'm gonna put in a plug for tithing. Because it's hard for Christians to know what pleasures are rightfully theirs. How can we go buy a car when there are children starving in Africa? How can we take a vacation when people who suffer with disease have no place to lay their heads? How can we even think about sending children to private schools when poor kids don't have enough books in their classroom? How can we take a hot bath when most of the world doesn't have running water? God knows the anguish of trying to figure out these questions. And so God gives us a guideline. Give a tenth of what you have to serve the world, God says, and then whoop it up and enjoy every bit of the rest. Be in, but not of, the world. Do whatever it is you do. Working, learning, creating, singing, dancing, but have higher standards, higher values. Have greater love than the world has. Don't be at rest. Don't be at peace with the world. Because God has entrusted the world into your care, and it's not yet the best it can be. It's up to us. We're supposed to do things like lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. We're supposed to take up a cross and follow Jesus. And it's not easy. And the world won't give us much respect but we will respect ourselves. And what's more, we will hasten the day when God's kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. Let us stand to confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, Light from Light, True God from True God We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
1: Gracious one, through Christ you have made your name known and your church has been given everything from the Father. May we be one as Christ and the Father are one. As you have sent Christ into the world. So Christ has sent us into the world. Provident one, you have given all nations the testimony of God in their hearts. Extend your providence to protect them from evil and to extend universally the liberating blessings of justice and peace. As you have sent Christ into the world, So Christ has sent us into the world. Compassionate one, you have promised to lose nothing that you have made. Look upon all who suffer from illness, violence, poverty, or threat, especially those on our parish prayer list and those we name now. Jackson,
4: Susan, Annie.
1: Protect them in your name, and sanctify them in your truth. As you have sent Christ into the world, so Christ has sent us into the world. Ever-present one, you have planted this community like trees by streams of water. Empower us to bear fruit in due season and to make Christ's joy complete in this place. As you have sent Christ into the world, so Christ has sent us into the world. Eternal one, raise all who have died into the light of your presence, especially those in whose memory the altar flowers have been given. As you have sent Christ into the world,
0: so Christ has sent us into the world. We give thanks today for all mothers and for those who have served as mothers to us. Those whose lives have embodied compassion and acceptance and nurture. Those whose hearts have loved us and whose hands have served us. Loving God, you have kept your word through Jesus your son and satisfied your church in truth, sanctified your church in truth. Fulfill the testimony of scripture and inspire our witness to the resurrection of Jesus. That we may share in the eternal life which reconciles all creation in the unity of the Spirit through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And the peace of the Lord be always with you.
2: Also You.
0: Gabriel, peace be with you. Good morning. Welcome to you all. It's good to have you here on this Mother's Day. Uh, Your rector is not here for um, actually a wonderful reason. She is a new grandma. Uh, Her new grandbaby was born on Friday after a a difficult uh, and uh, anxious time uh, because the uh, baby, son of her daughter Annie, uh, was a month early. And uh, so Susan went to be with that family. And uh, Jackson, Hobbs, Bruce, was born uh, on Friday, and uh, he, of course they were concerned about him, he's five and a half pounds and 18 inches long and doesn't have to be in the NICU, so everybody's very pleased about that. Uh, and I've talked to Susan and she has described something that I too have experienced, and I hope you have, this sense that when you're scared and um, feel alone, that being worn up by the prayers of a community puts you on the wings of angels. Um, it's, it's a really <laughs> incredible experience. So Susan says, I, please thank everyone for their prayers. Uh, and the, I know many of you did not know about this, but thank, thank them for their prayers. I can feel them. What a blessing to be a part of a community that prays for each other. Uh, so, so thanks for that, and, and congratulations to that family. Note that uh, you can celebrate further by, by coming this afternoon to the New World Trio, which is uh, presenting a, uh, a concert here at 2 p.m., Copeland, Beethoven, and Erensky. Um, and those of you who have heard concerts in this wonderful space uh, know what a pleasure that is. Last thing, remember, next Sunday, to wear red. Next Sunday is Pentecost, birthday of the church, and um, the red is the symbol of the presence of the Holy Spirit at that time. And for us, we have the added joy of it being Youth Sunday. So our youth are going to be participating in all aspects of the service. We have a youth orchestra. It's really fabulous. Uh, The youth are going to do the decorations. Uh, the youth are going to do multilingual readings of the scriptures, and all of that great joy is followed by the parish picnic. So read all about it and come next Sunday uh, prepared to to celebrate. At the time of the communion, uh, those of you who wish to have uh, a blessing or prayers for healing for yourself or someone else uh, may gather at the font where Uh, There are candles that can be lit as a symbol of your prayer, and someone there uh, to pray with you for your petition or thanksgiving. And all of you are welcome at this, our one Lord's table. So now let us with great gladness present the offerings and the oblations of our life and our labors to the Lord. thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give God thanks and praise. God of all power, ruler of the universe, you are worthy of glory and praise. Glory to you forever At your command, all things came to be, the vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, the planets in their courses, and this fragile earth, our island home. By your will, they were created from the primal elements, you brought forth the human race and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us the rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust and we turned against one another. Again and again, you called us to return. Through prophets and sages, you revealed your righteous law and in the fullness of time, you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. By his blood, you reconcile us. By his wounds, we healed. And therefore, we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope to proclaim with them your glory and there are an ending him. <laughs> So, God, we who have been redeemed by him and made a new people by water and the Spirit, now bring before you these gifts. Sanctify them by your Holy Spirit to be the body and blood of Jesus Christ our Lord. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread, said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his friends, and said, Take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup of wine, gave thanks, and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Remembering now his work of redemption and offering to you this sacrifice of thanksgiving. Lord God of our fathers, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God of our mothers, God of Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, and Leah, God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, open our eyes to see your hand at work in the world about us. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. Let the grace of this Holy Communion make us one body, one spirit in Christ, that we may worthily serve the world in his name. Praise, Praise Lord, you Lord, Lord,
2: we know for us the breaking of
0: the Accept these prayers and praises, Father, through Jesus Christ, our great high priest, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit your church gives honor, glory, and worship from generation to generation. Amen. And now as our Savior Christ has taught us, we are bold to say, Our Father, our Lord in
4: heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be, be done. under earth as of in heaven. Give us the
0: the gifts of God, and you are the people of God. Take them in remembrance that Christ died for you, and feed on him in your hearts by faith
4: with thanksgiving. Body
0: Christ, our Lord, to him, to you, and to the Holy Spirit, be honor and glory, now and forever. Amen. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of God's Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, be among you, and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.